Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation. A yard has 36 inches. Welcome to the Factor. Welcome to the Factor, your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll smack, y'all. But don't worry, cuz Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Factor. It's the Factor. Yeah, it's the Factor. Welcome to the Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we each bring you a random and obscure fact and you, the listener, can decide who the listener is. I'm Alex, your host, and with me as always is Pirate Mike. Just wait, 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 wait. You just said the listener will decide who the listener is. <laughs> okay, let me start over then. <laughs> no, I just leave it in. They can pick sorry. who listens to the show. Well, to be fair, you guys threw me off like right before I went into my spiel. Pat's like, Mike looks like a pirate. And it <laughs> and threw Mike me off. Said, I... <laughs> yeah, it threw me off. So I believe my co-host, Pat and Mike. I... So, so what do the listeners do? They vote they on vote facts. on Yeah, they vote on which fact was the best. Usually it's mine. But sometimes they feel bad for you too. And they vote for you. Yeah, they voted for me last week. But not this week. Yeah. Who did oh, go yeah, for this you, week? You were the winner last week because you made uh, me go first and you were sandwiched in the middle. I know. I thought I was trying to be cutesy. I got too coy. Or not coy. Yeah, not, not coy at all. Not like coy at all. I was trying <laughs> yeah. too hard. Yeah. It's the opposite of coy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Mike, you do the calculations for this week? Yeah. I got my calculator all fired up, ready to go. And, uh,. Let me enter in the last second data that I received. Now, Mike's calculator looks like a shake weight. And that's how he powers it up. Yeah, I had to shake it each time for every vote. Um, so uh, th- that's why we're not on film, because it might look a little weird. Yeah, if people saw that, they would never vote for your fact. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, drum roll, please. Drum, 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 drum. All right, the winner is me. I'm also. Awesome. Hey! If it couldn't be me or Pat, I wanted it to be you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so I already phoned up Smithsonian and let him know that this fact's ready to go. I faxed it over, and uh, it's in their annals. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just gonna and then since you won, you can give a victory fact. All right, well, I'm just going to give a fact about myself. I know a little uh, odd, but um, this is a continuation of show history. Yeah. Is it about your dog food? (laughs) (laughs) No, if you've listened to the show, you've heard Alex make fun of me for running and tripping over a beer can and spraining my ankle. Well, Alex, there's a part two to this. Ooh. Because two nights ago, I was running... (laughs) And I stepped into a storm drain and sprained my ankle. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Forrest Gut when he gets his foot stuck. I, <laughs> I was a mile away from my house and I had limped on home. Oh. And uh, yeah, I couldn't walk at all yesterday, but I'm I'm good to go today. Is your fact yeah. don't exercise? Yeah, yeah you, you guys are actually uh, pro that and I'm kind of yep. leaning towards your direction yeah yep. how many times <laughs> mike since we've known each other how many times have i sprained my ankles uh negative two times <laughs> exactly and how many times have i exercised since i've known you know me 
Oh, one time I actually went on a jog with you. Yep. That's also in the show history if you listen back. Yep. <laughs> and it, I was majestic when I ran. You were a lot faster and you had a lot more distance to you when when uh, we ran than I expected. <laughs> you have a lot of distance to you. <laughs> I know. Is that like a way like you're calling somebody fat but like don't want to be mean? <laughs> you have a lot of distance to you. It's an, a way of like phrasing something when you don't yeah. have words to, to phrase. <laughs> There's no nice way of saying this, but you have a nice distance to you. <laughs> and that lead, leads us right into Pat's spectacular fact. Back, 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 tacular. Back, 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 tacular. Back, Facts. All right. Welcome to Pat's Factacular, the best part of the show. Uh, I'm going to give you five random facts from the weekly calendar. And Mike, you can tell me which one sucks. Alec, you can tell me which one is great. First up, did you know Jim Carrey auditioned to be a cast member of SNL multiple times, but was never hired? Uh, yes, I heard one story the one time he was going in the audition and he saw somebody like jump off a roof and kill himself as he was going into the audition. What? Is that true? That's what I heard him say once on an interview. That's crazy. Well, speaking of crazy, you know what the only sport played on the moon is? Golf. Golf. Everyone knows yeah, that right. fact. But they, like, did they really play 18 holes or was it just like a swing? Well, the craters are so big, like every par is a par one. You just hit it and <laughs> lands in something. Uh, Alex, this is sad news. Aww. Visitors are not allowed to scatter loved ones' ashes at Disney World or Disneyland. Yeah, I knew that. So many people do. When I die, I want my ashes spread in Mike's house. <laughs> I thought you were going to say like Universal Studios Florida or Legoland or something or like Tokyo that. Or Tokyo Disney. Nope, I want Mike's house. And Mike's Mike, favorite chair. Mike lives where, in Disneyland. Where, where in the hell would you even scatter the ashes? Like, go on a ride and just throw them off? Uh, People like during... to do it on, like, the castle or Main Street. That's so they just sm- they still smuggle it in somehow and dump it? Yeah, pretty much. Sir, do you have ashes? <laughs> We're going to check you for ashes uh, or sandwiches, whatever you have. It is kind of morbid, you know. To be like, yeah. Well, then somebody has to clean it up. This, yeah. What a sad! I I don't even like going there in life. Why would I want to be there in death? Carry on. What's the next fact? Oh, we are definitely spreading Mike's ashes. I don't know how I'm going to get them, but I want to steal your ashes and spread them. We should weaken and Bernie's Mike's at Disney World. Yes. Oh my god, it'd be so much fun. You just leave my body at Disney. We'll weaken at Bernie's. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I assume all your ashes would be different colors, and we're going to pour you in one of those little uh, honey like bear things. <laughs> <laughs> and make you all different colors all the way up, and then we'll dance it around. No. Uh, no responses. <laughs> Go to the next fact. <laughs> all right. Sorry, I was trying to be whimsical, like our next fact, which is author Roald Dahl was a spy. Yeah. And finally. Author Raw Dog was a spy. Okay. <laughs> Raw Dog. <laughs> uh, the hottest temperature ever recorded occurred in Furnace Creek, Death Valley, California. At 134 degrees Fahrenheit. Nice. And that's it. Those are the five facts of the week. Mike, which one sucked? Uh, I mean, they're all uh, <laughs> pretty great in that, I know. In that category. Um, it was a weak week. It was a weak week. I would say the worst one was the Disney one. 
The one that we went on actually went on a tangent on. Yeah, we actually <laughs> talked about. <laughs> um, Mike did was, not like my little bear joke, and he's yeah. taking it out on the fact. I would say the uh, golf one on the moon. Yeah, that's that's pretty easily I mean, well known. I always like to see like week? table tennis on the moon. I think that would be fun. It would be cool if like they hit the golf ball and it like came down to earth and like you know smashed into someone's like house or something. That'd be pretty cool. And folks uh, at home, uh, Pat knows nothing about physics. What if you hit a golf ball off the moon towards the earth? It would fly down to the earth. It would not burn up in the atmosphere, and it would smash into someone's house. I like to think Haley's comment is the golf ball that was hit on the moon. The golf ball of gods. Yeah. And speaking of that, Mike, you're the god this week. Can you tell us who gets to go first? I, I like the idea of being sandwiched between you guys. Don't uh, do it. Your, Don't do it. It's facts. bad luck. It's bad luck. Every, every lady's dream. It's every lady's dream. Um, Alex, you haven't gone first in a while. Yes, my fact is super short this week. So as you guys know, I am a fashionista. Everybody's always talking about like, oh, you're so fashionable. You're wearing but a nice you're... old man sweater right now. <laughs> Thank you. Not, not to be confused with a maxinista. <laughs> I am a maxinista. I uh, do get all my stuff at TJ Maxx. Okay. Um, But I was actually having lunch with a friend today at work. And we were wondering... How come you can't wear white after Labor Day? What's the deal? Is this coming up because all the Bengals fans have to wear white to the game? We were actually talking about that. Do you do you care for the white helmets? I don't think they're that like, cool. I think they're what? just kind of an interesting twist on the thing. I, I, I'm excited to see him tomorrow night. Yeah. Their Bengal Tigers are, can be white, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so let it happen. Yeah, don't but I don't know. People like yeah. waving about them. It's like, okay. I mean, I don't know. The Bengals already have like probably the top five helmet in the league, so you can't get any worse. Yeah. Wait, you can't get any four. worse. You can't. Get, I don't know. I say the Bengals, the Eagles. It has the top the, five. It can't get worse. There's like twenty five <laughs> other helmets that can't get worse. It could get. I was hoping you were paying attention to what I said. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Real quick, it has to the Bengals, the Saints. I think the Eagles, Vikings. The Eagles e- are getting a black helmet now. Ooh. Eagles, Vikings, and you like the Steelers? Classic, never changing. No, not the Dallas Star. No, God, no. I like the Chargers helmet. Chargers. Okay, there we go. There we go. We got the the, fi- the Man, fave what five. Weird fact. We just named five helmets. <laughs> and there you have it. Mike's my fact is Mike's top five helmets in the what NFL. We don't talk about sports <laughs> on this show. <laughs> No, uh, so why don't we wear, why can't you wear white after Labor Day? So people believe it's like a classic, classic, classic. Classes? <laughs> classes. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot say that word. It's a um, classic, not classic, classic. <laughs> Classist. <laughs> Classist, that's it. Um, so like what, one part, like some people believe that like it was when, uh, like, new money was coming around, and old money would, like, oh, well, better than you, and it would just come up with random ideas. And, like, one of the things was, like, oh, if you wore white after Labor Day, it was a fashion faux pas. So you were, like, new money. Some people believe that, but not everybody believes it's true. 
a lot of people believe that summer is the Labor Day is the official, unofficial last day of summer since it came around in 1894. So during the summer, you wear like lighter clothes, white linen suits, white dresses. Sundresses. Yeah, and it's you wear white. So after Labor Day, you know, you're getting in more in your navy suits and stuff like that. You're more like just moving with the temperature. Yeah, when it gets colder, you want to soak up as much of those sun rays as possible with your yeah. darker clothes. That it yep. makes sense on paper. Yeah, and um, they also Might said like writing this down. White clothes were seen as like vacation clothes, especially with like the wealthy those that could act like people could actually leave the city and well go lounge on a beach and wear white clothes and stuff like that. So when they came back to the city after their vacation, they would pack away their vacation clothes so you didn't wear white after Labor Day. Can I ask Mike a question? I know the answer for you, Alex, because we're brothers. Yeah. Mike, have you ever taken a family photo on the beach where everyone wears white? Uh, negative. I've always seen those photos, and I just I just want to be a part of a family that would do that, but that's not, that's not who we are. <laughs> I'm anyway, just, continue. Yeah. We're just not a big beach family. Um, yeah. We All never, really, we never really went to the beach growing up uh, that much because we like doing tons of activities like hiking and exploring. And that's and at the beach, you just kind of lay there and and swim in the ocean. Oh, that's the, the best. That's oh, all right. Nah, give me the beach any day over the mountains. You have to walk to the beach, but then you get to sit on the beach. Mountains, yeah, you get to walk up the mountain, then you get to walk down the mountain. But the sand, yeah. it just gets everywhere. I know, it's my favorite part. Find a little sand in the butt crack months later. Anyway, continue mm-hmm. your fact. And they, um, the other thing they say maybe it came from is like the lower class didn't really wear white because like there was more like hands-on jobs and it would get dirty, so you wouldn't want to wear white to that. But that's why you say you don't, you shouldn't wear white after Labor Day. But now everybody says is, F that rule, wear white whenever you want. Yeah, I'm wearing white right now. Yeah. But, yep, that's why supposedly we don't wear white after Labor Day. Wait, what was the, the verdict? As this, I, I think it has to do more with, like, a class thing with people going on vacation and then they would pack away their vacation white clothes. This is not a fact. This is yeah, Alex's. The, the, the verdict is there's no actual known there's no, like, reason, there's, but there's some ideas. Yeah, there's, it's the same thing with all fashion. It's just somebody made it up and then people agreed with it. Fashion's you know, you the biggest concert. You can't wear the shirt of the band that you're going to see to a concert. Yeah, yeah. Some pe- you know, you can't wear a brown belt with black shoes. Who cares? You wear every want. day. Yeah, can't wear a condom while swimming. <laughs> I'm doing that right now. <laughs> wow. It's always odd that you record in a pool, but you do it. <laughs> Not the fact that I have condoms all over my fingers. Oh, that's um, a, a little bit awkward. <laughs> I didn't even notice because they were, like, uh, clear. Yeah. I told you uh, my fact was short. And my fact is called, I wear white whenever the fuck I want. Oh. Uh, the- fact names are getting uh, pretty racy. Yeah. You can well, edit. Someone's, someone's you started. can beat me, Mike. You can I'm beat not, me. I'm not including beeps in this show. All right. I'll do it. Here, just tape this over. Beep. <laughs> That's not what a beep Alex, you say like. it. I'll beep while you do it. Ready? I'll wear white whenever Beep. I want. Beep. That was too early. Do it again. <laughs> oh, no, it, it worked out. It works out. All right. I'm going to get mine going. Yeah. I hope you have, have a, you guys... fa- a fact and not an opinion. <laughs> well, I'm going to 
smush a lot of opinions into this one. Oh, I um, love it. Have you guys ever heard of that Howard Hughes like funded film? Uh, came out like in 1954. It was called The Conqueror. Is it the Aviator movie? No. No, I've no. never heard of it. No, I did it, see the Aviator movie. It was recently brought up because uh, a lot of people were making fun of it because uh, famously white actor John Wayne played Genghis Khan. He is pretty famously white. He is famously white. <laughs> That's the first thing I think Genghis of. Khan, not white? Not white. He's uh, from Asia. Yeah. Okay. Is this one of your opinions of the facts, or is this one of your facts, facts of your facts? This is just like an entry level fact of the fact. Okay. Yeah. So this film uh, not only bombed in the box office, but it uh, had other things to do with bombs as well. Um, It was filmed in St. George, Utah. Yep. Not in Asia, so not only famously was it, white. yeah, it was famously white. <laughs> the city was famously white. The actors were famously white. There was nothing <laughs> Genghis Khan about this movie at all. That's how people refer to our podcast as Genghis Khan, <laughs> unfamously white. <laughs> so this this film had a lot of negative things going for it, uh, but it gets much worse than what I just said. Uh, that's just all like social uh, faux pas stuff, you know. It's just stupid reasons to make a film and uh, stupid ca- stupid casting decisions. That's the um, second faux pas of this fact off. Yeah, uh, the real issue actually happened 137 miles away. In which direction? Uh, I think it's like north, east, or west. I don't. I don't know. I, I'd have to pull on a map. Uh, but certainly one of the four. <laughs> <laughs> North, east, or west? Definitely not south. <laughs> Definitely not south. A hundred percent not south. But have you guys heard of the infamous Yucca Flat in Nevada? Yes, I feel like I have. Yeah, that's where they uh, tested all the nuclear bombs. Oh, in, yeah, that's in right. America. Yeah, from 1951 to 1963, 928 in total nuclear, like armament tests happened in that one area and did i mention 137 miles away because it was only 137 miles away yeah what's the what's the blast radius of a nuclear bomb 136 miles (laughs) (laughs) well i mean it's these were smaller tests but um you know things can travel with the wind you know it just doesn't it doesn't (laughs) always stay where you you intended to stay Um, yeah Spoiler alert. Uh, that's why I... Okay, I know where you're going with this. I yeah. got you. So, uh, in 1953, this is one year before the filming of The Conqueror, there were 11 nuclear tests alone, and two of which were, like, crazy... Uh, I, they call them dirty. Extra, extra dirty, I would say. Harry and Simon. The names of the, the nuclear gonna, bombs, yeah. Dirty Harry, I get it. Yeah. Simon was a 43 kiloton shot, and okay. Harry was a 32.4 kiloton shot. In your face, Simon. Yeah. And to put things in perspective, Hiroshima was only 13 kilotons. Damn, really? Yeah, so these were How like... How much more testing do you need to do after the... 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I obviously they they stopped testing like this because it it ends up not being a good idea, and uh, yeah. we'll get into. You mean that. just like blowing shit up? It's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, blowing uh, radioactive materials just onto the face of the earth, underneath the earth. Yeah, just a horrible idea in general. We were just kind of uh, gallivanting about with our nuclear armaments like nothing's going to happen bad. Uh, I don't know. It ha- hasn't happened yet. It gave us a lot of superheroes. Yeah. Uh, where? What? The <laughs> Incredible Hulk. And Godzilla. Godzilla. I can't say Godzilla. Okay, so Harry's explosion uh, was in the wee hours of the morning, and the winds took the radiation and carried it over those 137 miles over the city of St. George. Talk Spoiler, about a wake-up call. That's the city that they filmed Genghis Khan. Well, fake uh-huh. Genghis Khan, yeah. Wait, so you're telling me this bomb went off? Uh-huh. And they traveled back in time, and that John Wayne really is Genghis Khan? Oh, that'd be a cool twist. Let's make that movie. Yeah, if we made another movie based on this movie, we could and make we that really change. whitewash it. We actually <laughs> make Genghis Khan a white person. Could we find a more white actor than than John Wayne, though? Um, David Swimmer. Okay. <laughs> so David Swimmer <laughs> plays John Wayne... Who goes back in time and is actually Genghis Khan. Actually becomes Genghis Khan. That's got to be the worst appropriation movie. (laughs) I would watch it. (laughs) So. Well, like, I feel like it has to be a, like, it has to be like a British actor playing John Wayne. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So they're portraying John Wayne. Yeah. Okay. I got it. There's there's a lot of levels to this. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to my fact, guys. So, like, a. John Oliver playing John Wayne. Oh, I, that's great. That's and really he good. travels back in time. And yeah, I'm in. Send me in, Mike. Oh. All, right. All right, I will call up Howard Hughes because he funded this other travesty. So maybe he'll fund this one. He's dead, Mike. Oh, that's later on in my fact. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Um, so obviously the town of St. George were they were concerned because of this radiation. Uh, came over their town and the government released propaganda film to kind of like convince the locals that uh they shouldn't be worried everything's going to be fine you've always we've heard this before from our government drink the water it's fine it's not poison yada yada so what about the movie the conqueror uh what happened there well they shot all of their exterior shots in this fake Asia, which is St. George. Yeah, St. George, Utah. And all their exterior shots were filmed in this irradiated soil outside. So every all the actors, all the crew, everybody involved with the film were outside just sucking up the radiation without really knowing it. And actually, there's a photograph, uh, a famous photograph of... John Wayne and his two sons posing on the set next to a Geiger counter. And I guess <laughs> the Geiger counter uh, was going off, like, wherever they put it, it was going off. And so they just, they just laughed it off and thought, like, hey, this Geiger counter is broken. Uh, let's not even worry about this. And I think at the time, we probably didn't really... 
Understand they probably it. didn't really realize like the da- the full dangers of all this stuff, but yeah. So the next mistake they made was you know how most movies they do reshoots. They've always done reshoots, like Marvel mm-hmm. movies, like all big budget movies. They do reshoots. And what do you think they did for the reshoots, guys? They went closer to the <laughs> to the nuclear site. No, I mean, kind of, sort of. No, they actually took 60 tons of soil from the city, shipped it to California, and did reshoots in California with the irradiated soil. Yeah, with the radioactive soil. <laughs> with the radioactive soil from St. Uh, George. Um, mm. Yeah. It's They're just crazy a, for this one. <laughs> a nightmare. Uh, so... A few years after filming, almost half the cast and crew began to experience like uh, unusual medical ailments. Uh, so in 1960, Pe- Pedro Armendariz, I, I'm not saying that right probably, was diagnosed with kidney cancer and he no. kill- killed himself when he learned he was terminal. No. 1963, director Dick Powell died at 53 from cancer. Susan Hayward had skin, breast, and uterus cancer and died at, in 1974. Uh, I'm just... Uh, John Wayne himself, they, they said that this movie actually is probably the movie that killed him. He fought cancer for many, many years and finally died in, at the age of 72 uh, from cancer in 1979. Oh, wow. So, and they, Dr. Yeah. Banner went missing, right? Yeah, Bruce yeah. Banner... Uh, went missing and <laughs> met up with Disney and Marvel and started the Avengers. Okay. Yeah, I'm for it. I want to see this movie. I w- <laughs> this is the, this is the, that that was not part of the fact. That was just like a fictional fact tacked on to the previous fictional fact that we discussed earlier about time traveling. Genghis still lied to. You are very lied to. So. Wrapping up the film part of this, uh, Howard Hughes felt so bad about this whole situation that he ended up buying every single print copy of this movie and, like, basically blocked it up in a vault so people couldn't watch it. Because not only was it embarrassing on a like a like a film scale, it was made fun of. Like it bombed in the box office. It was just a horrible film by. And it you know, killed a bunch of people. All standards. Yeah. It also killed a bunch of people. So he locked it up and uh, so it could never be seen again. But after his death, uh, Universal Pictures bought the rights. Uh, so you can still watch it. So so what about the res- residents of St. George? They probably all died, I would no. assume. Well, leukemia rates were five times higher than the rest of the surrounding areas. Um, so... They experienced a lot of like cancer themselves, um, and it took until October fifteenth, nineteen ninety, for them to even get any sort of like compensation from the government. Uh, the government passed the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act, and it paid between fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars to uh, the the people who survived or like people who suffered from this. That's it. Yeah, th- hey, just all your the- family members died. I know, and uh, they they the government expected just like a small number of people to like uh, 
uh, claim this. And uh, as of 2018, 34,372 claims have been made, and it's paid out more than $2 billion. Damn. Yeah. Man, that's that's pretty crummy. So and this it killed our greatest Asian actor, John Wayne. <laughs> greatest Asian actor, John Wayne. So was this town cursed because we tried to appropriate the actors? I, I don't know. Only you at home can decide. This is another non fact. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, this whole thing's a fact. A very uh, sad fact. You, you ended it with a question mark. <laughs> yeah. What's the name of your fact? Uh, my fact is called the Downwinders because that's the nickname of the townsfolk because they, they were downwind of this disaster. And the friends never stood downwind. I know the name. The shame. The shame, whatever. <laughs> it was a shame. All right. It, uh, Pat's left. He's the only one left. All right, so Mike has been getting on us for doing very topical facts where we look up, you know, what day is today and what fact came out. And so, naturally, I went for it this week again. <laughs> What's so the latest what fact to be released? <laughs> yeah. uh, what holiday is coming up? Uh, Halloween. You sure? Oh, Columbus Day. Nope, we are in Christmas season, everybody. Christmas is coming up. Wait, 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 wait. Way too early for Christmas facts. Mm, my lawn has a bunch of Nightmare Before Christmas decorations. I'll let it Christmas happen because you already title. wrote it down. My, <laughs> my Christmas season goes from December 26th to December 25th. Yeah. It's you get the full year. Yeah. Right, Alex is negative uh, one so days. So you're that <laughs> against Christmas, it's negative one days. No, it goes from the, like, so it goes over, like, a year. Like, it's like a, a sports season where it crosses over a year. It's like that. Is it why your belly uh, bounces like a bowl full of jelly? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I have a big white beard. So, have you guys heard about the war on Christmas? <gasps> yeah. Did you know that Christmas was actually banned for a while? Well, Mary, did you know? Yeah. Uh, it was? Where was it banned? Yeah. Uh, it was banned in Massachusetts. Ooh. Back in 1620, Puritans sailed from England and landed in Massachusetts. And they founded the Massachusetts Bay Colony. Yeah, they and were Puritans. 16... They were probably against any f sort of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Uh, in 1649, Christmas sounded a lot more fun back then. I'll get into it a little bit. Uh, in 1649, Puritans overthrew King Charles I. And one of the first things they did was change Christmas to a day of fasting and humiliation. They tried to <laughs> that make sounds it. like my Christmas. <laughs> I, I yeah. love to be humiliated on Christmas. Yeah, it's a day of uh, repenting and talk, you know, talk about your sins and my, stuff. My favorite part of Christmas is when I don't get any gifts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was in 1949. And that's so famously humiliated. true. 1949? <laughs> that was 1649. Sorry. Ooh. Um, ten years later, the General Court of Massachusetts Bay Colony made it a criminal offense to publicly celebrate the holiday and declared that, quote, whosoever shall be found observing any such day as Christmas or the like, either by forbearing of labor, feasting, or any other way, was subject to a five-shilling fine. And you said the leader of this colony was the Burgermeister Meisterburger? <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. There, well, there will be no toys for the children. 
Um, so why do they hate Christmas? Come on, get your ideas out of the way. They're probably correct. Everything you can think about is probably uh, right. They hate fun. They hate families. Hate getting together with their family. I'm actually on board with this. I'm kidding. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is because they think it's a, pro- a pagan holiday. Oh, they don't think it's a pagan holiday. They know. They know it's a pagan holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for a start, it's so funny because nowadays... All you ever hear from like very religious people is that we need to be celebrating the real reason for the season, which is Jesus. But the Puritans, their whole thing was like, there is no reason for this season (laughs) because Christmas is nowhere in the Bible. There's no mention of celebrating the nativity and there's no particular day for Jesus's birth. So why would they celebrate it in December? Yeah, Christmas is a Hallmark holiday, I guess. They said if you like, if you like. Kind of look at the clues in the Bible. Said Jesus was most likely born in like April ish. So you mean Easter? <laughs> yeah, and they said if you read the Bible, they most likely he died on December twenty fifth. <gasps> the fuck? <laughs> so, um, so when I was a kid, I was super confused that Christmas and Easter were so are. were so close to each other. I'm like, well, Jesus was born, and then he died like four months later. <laughs> How do we tell the people on the fact that when Mike says when he was much younger, it was 20 minutes before we aired this podcast? Yeah. He's like, I don't get it. <laughs> um, so actually, it's a, uh, you know, what the Christians did so well, which was when they were sort of uh, taking over, rather than just like destroying people's customs, they sort of just like adopted them. Yeah. They, they folded it in. So. One of the big ones, uh, the pagan holiday that is most likely the the, the creation of uh, Christmas was Saturnalia. I'm probably saying that wrong, which is a Roman holiday during winter solstice that had a lot of partying, gift giving, and amongst other celebrations. As, uh, apparently, that's where we get like the wreaths from and a lot of Christmas traditions. Oh, this Saturnalia. Tradition. I'm just going to uh, do that, celebrate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they really hated Christmas. Um, here's one quote about Christmas from uh, 16th century clergyman Hugh Latimer. Men dishonor Christ more in the 12 days of Christmas than in all of the 12 months besides. They were very anti-Christmas. I feel like this is probably the most miserable town in America. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen it? Uh, it's like a Hallmark movie. Um, have you ever heard of Wassling? No. Um, have you ever heard it? It's like a, a Christmas carol. It's like, here we go, a wassailing. Let a joy come to you and to all this who too and a happy Christmas and a ha-. That song. So it's called Here We Come a Wassailing. Apparently, wassailing was a very disruptive practice back in the day. It's, it kind of is Christmas caroling, but it's sort of where um, poor people go to like their lord's houses and just kind of like lovingly demand things from them. Demand like uh, gifts or food or money or whatever. Yeah. Um, Handouts. Yeah. I said, yeah. I said, it was like a, what they call it. It was like a uh, recipient initiated charitable giving. Um, it was very, it was distinguished from begging. In fact, one of the lines in the song, Here We Come a Wassling, is We are not daily beggars that beg from door to door, but we are friendly neighbors whom you have seen before. Yeah. Um, oh, sounds a little bit like San Francisco, but not totally. <laughs> you know me. You step over me every day you go to work. Um, 
but apparently it was getting a little out of hand up in Boston. And if you didn't uh, give people like a drink or, you know, anything, it would vandalize your house. That sounds like Boston. <laughs> wassailing. And they was... continue that to this day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's the end of the fact. Yeah. Um, so, like, wassailing does sound kind of nice. Like, um, have you ever heard of... Um, uh, you know what? Uh, now bring us some figgy pudding. Now bring us some figgy pudding. Yeah. And then the next line is, "We won't leave until we get some." Yeah. That's wassling. That's like, that's wassling. That's setting the seeds of, we're gonna tear shit up <laughs> if you don't bring us some goddamn I, figgy pudding. There's yeah, some missing a... lines in the song where they're just like setting houses on fire. Don't put it out with your boots, Ted. Don't put it out with your boots. <laughs> Can I uh, give a PSA? Yeah. If you invite Mike over this holiday season, please have figgy pudding because he will not leave unless you give him some figgy pudding. It's true. Is that your so, way of keeping me there forever? No, I'm saying or you won't leave. No, you won't leave until. Okay. I, yeah, I want to get rid of you. No, get rid of me. Okay. I, I won't get rid of you until someone gives you figgy pudding. <laughs> yeah. Oh. This isn't pudding. Um. So they they hated Christmas. It was just like a real big. It sounded like a really fun like party time. People were drinking, giving gifts, just a lot of debauchery, I guess. You think um, their hearts were two sizes too small? I think so. Well, they tried to steal it, <laughs> and uh, it lasted from what was it, sixteen fifty nine, and then in sixteen eighty one. So that's a long time to not have Christmas, and it was like. Apparently, there was never any arrests made for celebrating Christmas. What happened, it just, like, went to being, like, a real somber, like, indoor activity. No one talked about it. You just got angry stares. <laughs> yeah. Look at those assholes celebrating Christmas. I assume Christmas. that Christmas came back once a certain gentleman or person died or, like, somebody somebody died because it has yeah. to be, like, some stuck-up person uh, was running this program. I like to think... That a little man by the name of Santa Claus gave this person a Coca Cola. <laughs> he gave it to a, the polar bear that lived in uh, yeah. in Boston. Yeah, this fits All in right. with everything I know of Christmas, so I, I'm with you. Yeah, they said when the uh, M M&M M of Boston ran in the <laughs> Santa Claus, they both shouted, "He does exist!" and they passed out. Um, so in 1681, there was a new king, King Charles II, I believe. Uh, yeah, and the old one was King Charles I, so I think you're on track. I think you're right on yeah. track. And now we're up um, to the third. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they essentially said, like, hey, you guys get us, get back on board with Christmas, or we're going to take away your royal charter. And they were like, fine. But they were, like, real reluctant about it. And that was 1681. It wasn't until 1856 where Christmas would become a public holiday in Massachusetts. <laughs> Who was it? Charles the Fourth. Yeah, well, at that point, that many years, probably Charles the Thirty Sixth. Okay, that that rings true. Um, yeah. So there, there you have it. The first battle of Christmas. So mine is called the Battle on Christmas, not the War on Christmas, because the war is still being raged. It's so funny that it was like extra religious people that hated Christmas for the opposite reasons <laughs> that people hate Christmas. There is the extra-religious people that still hate Christmas to this day. Jewish people. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Religion is one of the most confusing things out there because there's like so many different sects of, of religion, and all of them have different opinions on things. Yeah. You're right, Mike. I think that's a perfect way to end our show. Yeah. 
People have different opinions. It's true. Just like Alex's fact with an opinion, Mike's fact ended with an opinion, and my fact has no opinion. It is a fact that the Puritans canceled Christmas. Do you know what would unite us all if we all just flipped on at Turner Classic Movies and watched The Conqueror? <laughs> yep. We should for... Uh, we can do a special episode if we all watch it. Talk about it. Yeah, if we do a Patreon, uh, if Alex pays me $5, I'll watch it. I heard it was uh, famously uh, funny accidentally. <laughs> accidentally funny. Accidentally. Not like this podcast, which is not funny. <laughs> okay, there, there you have it on three facts but a week. Uh, our will... host woke up. <laughs> hey, what are you guys talking about? Uh, I don't know where you guys were going on your no one right knows. there. Um, yeah, I made a lot of jokes <laughs> on Pat's back. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will wear whatever the f I want. Uh, the downwinders or battle on Christmas. Uh, go to factoffpodcast.com dot com to cast your vote for to cast your vote for which one you like the best. Uh, you can click the link in the show notes that will take you right there. Like and review us on Apple and Spotify. Check us out on the socials. Uh, Pat is working this year, so he'll be posting a lot more. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm gonna have a great day. And Pat's fact: Battle on Christmas sounds like an anime. Yeah, well, we should make it. We should. With, yeah, uh, one thing at a time. I am working on getting John Oliver for a time travel movie. Where he plays John Wayne. Yep. <laughs> and eventually becomes the actual Genghis Khan. Right. I'm in. I uh, p- will pitch it tomorrow in my uh, meeting. <laughs> I got a text from Mike. I got fired today. <laughs> I would probably get fired for bringing that up at work. <laughs> uh, talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs>